Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is a thing. Yizzo! Yizzo! Hi. Hello, how are you? Good. How are you? Faring well. It's it is Sunday, baby. It's Easter. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. That's a lot of coming back. It's a lot of. Anyway, Christ has died. Then he rose on Easter, and then, then he's supposed to come back sometime. Time soon. We're gonna see. Save us from ourselves, child. Don't say that. Save us. Do you want to be here when Christ comes back? I don't. I, I would love I to see how that plays gone, out. Because you've been be like, you've been over here playing games all the time. He's like, you know, I've been oh, white this whole me. time. You just keep me. talking about black Jesus. You're going to hell. <laughs> if if Jesus came back and was white, I would be so irritated. <laughs> He's going to come back and be Asian. You're going to fuck everybody's head up. That wouldn't even bother me. Anything but white. Like blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus. I would be so confused. Like how did you come from where you came from looking like this? Explain. This don't make no sense to me. Geographically speaking, this doesn't make sense. Anyway, I think I'm about to pass out in my room. I have this resin going. Child. It's so much, it's so smoky in here. I can hardly see. That's not how it should be ended in <laughs> It's so smoky. <laughs> I just cracked the door a little bit. I hope my fire alarm doesn't go off and ruin the episode. Oh, God. It's so much. But I, I, I found my favorite. It's the only thing that my raggedy ex-roommate gave me that was worth anything. Oh, jabs, bars. Go I'm just in. saying. No, she gave me a really, really dope, put me onto a really dope Indian resin. Just like the best smell. You ever did I ever put that on in front of you? That like No, rose? but when I came last, you were like, Do do you smell something? Do you like it? And I was like, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Look, I was putting I was trying to make the house smell good for you. <laughs> you cleaned up. I was trying to get you good oh, yeah. and ready. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you smell something? I I'm I'm burning something. Did, did did you notice it? Do you like it? It's anyway. How are you? <laughs> Give me an update. I can't stand you. I you know. I have just been addicted to The Walking Dead. I I really have no other updates but that it's really affecting me on spiritual levels. Um. <sighs> I just want to talk about it, and I'm so sad that you don't watch it because it just... All right, I'll watch it soon so we can have something to talk about. Internet, it is crazy. (sighs) Anyway, also, you know, I'm homeschooling JoJo. That shit is hard. I've been fantasizing about it for a long time, and it's going to be Monday tomorrow, and I'm, like, kind of dreading it. 
And I think that that something's wrong then. If like I'm wait, dreading wait. it. And it's not that dreading homeschooling her? Well, because I'm just trying the school gives you like tasks to do throughout the week. And you know, we're always like hustling and bustling to meet these tasks and she's not really into it and it just feels like I I I'm pretty close to being like, "All right, we're going to make our own curriculum because you don't give a fuck about this." And I don't not that interested in either. So maybe we should do some things we're interested in. Mm. So I'm on the brink of, um, you know, getting my arrested development life on and my walking Jesus. dead. It's going like my life would be a mix of the walking dead people and arrested development. Oh my God. Shanti. I heard somebody, uh, told me that y'all got to <sighs> Captain America, Civil War in the Marvel movies. Yeah. But Jojo You didn't like it? No, Jojo was paying more attention. I got I got I knew it. I said that to Rashid Rose. I know he just told me. And I said, I know she's not paying attention. And he said even Jolie said that was the best one. And it's a really, really good one. Like thought provoking. Because Captain America starts realizing he I don't know what happens. I gotta watch it again. What are you doing when they watch these movies? Going on a computer, doing my filling out grants. <laughs> I just want to be around them. I just like being with them while they watch. They're more into it. It's so upsetting. I know. Maybe maybe the next episode I can talk to Jolie about the Marvel movies. And maybe you like, should. <laughs> she was she like, "Oh like, my uh, god, I what's his go. name? Killed his parents or whatever." I can't believe that, man. (laughs) I'm telling you. Um, What am I doing? I'm getting really bored. Uh Uh-oh. In all honesty, he's starting to set like, all right. Because I've been heeding the warnings of like not even going outside. So I didn't have my bike ride this week. Because they they were saying this week, don't even, if you can avoid going to the grocery store, avoid that. So I was just like, oh, all right, I'll do that. But now I'm just... Wait, this smoke <laughs> is too smoky in here. <laughs> oh my God. That's what I get. I see, I put the rose one in there first and then I put one in for bad spirits. And I guess now it's, you're dying. it's getting something up out of here. Your spirit. Now you're done. About to poof and be gone. <laughs> oh my God. Um anyway. So I'm getting a little bored, but I have been watching um, uh, Ozark, and I'm into it. Yeah, that looks good. I gotta, f- I gotta I'm finish my it. Walking Dead. That looks really compelling. I hear a lot of people talking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm only on the first season, but I'm really into it. I've also been working out butt naked, not loving it. Not loving it. Not yet. I'm liking stretching on the floor, but where I'm working out is like right in front of a mirror. And I look like, (laughs) I look so crazy. (laughs) And I think I'm just going to move towards a bra and underwear. Cause at this point it's just like a lot going on (laughs) and I'm doing, I'm doing like real workouts, not just like stretching. I'm doing like high intensity workouts. It's it's mad uncomfortable. Well, maybe you should. I'm just like, this sounded better than what it, 
turn into. Maybe you should just do the stretching then. And like say nice things yeah. to yourself while you're doing it. Okay. I am beautiful. I love my breasts. I'll try that. Or or your favorite. I am worthy. I am worthy. I love <laughs> that I am. What else? Um Oh, we had a birthday party. We went to a birthday party. Oh, shout online. out to Jasmine's party. It was lit. You got that party on live. was the best. That party. First of all, we had our little pre-party on Zoom, and then Jasmine, if if y'all saw it, if y'all missed it, she had a birthday party at her house with a whole DJ. He was killing it, was her it too. Boyfriend, he was. You could tell that he worked hard at that, trying to get it together. Um, but. <laughs> She had stuffed animals dressed up in wigs as us. And then she had a Rihanna pillowcase and VIP as Rihanna. And she didn't even... The fact that she didn't know how to work live, but we kept being like, girl, your sound is not working. Oh, God. Girl. She was just talking and talking She and was talking. talking away and nobody anything she was saying. That was so funny. Um, did you see her post the next day when she was like, I had a dream yeah. that I had a birthday party <laughs> with stuffed animals and went on live. Glad that was just a dream. I was like, oh my God. She said, Miss pa- she said her mom was like, um, Jazz, maybe live just isn't for you. Because <laughs> apparently she logged on and saw him and then just turned it off. Like, mm, it's a mess. But that was fun. That was like a nice, silly thing to do. It was we very nice. It was nice now. to see everybody. Apparently, there's this game going on, and that's what we should play. I have to look into it. Maybe people have played already. But I don't play games. I don't play games with other people's kids, so maybe we're not going to play. I don't play with games with anybody's kids, so I just don't play games in Jesus. No, no, no. General. But there's apparently there's this Zoom game that is has been created, or it's been going around, and it's intentionally for, like, quarantine i'm gonna look it up i'm gonna tag you in it if somebody knows this you should mention it and see if you liked it but it's like this it asks like all these really deep questions and gets the people going so i'm gonna look that up you just reminded me of it i forgot i scrolled it and i was like oh i'm gonna look into this and then i was like oh pretty picture and i forgot (laughs) about it um speaking of that not really speaking of that, but playing games, Insecure comes back on, so I'm excited. You're going to watch that, right? So we'll have yeah. something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that comes back on today, tonight. Yes. So I gotta that'll catch be nice. Up. Oh, my God. What do you mean? Everybody's like, I've, I don't have access, but now I'm ready to catch up. I love Issa Rae. Wait. Wait. What do you mean by catch up? I haven't you, watched any you, of them. I only watched like the you first season. You haven't watched any of them? I just watched the first season. Oh my God. So So then why would you wait till the next season? Because comes I'm out? watching The Walking Dead and that's all I have. You room just started watching that. For. That's it. And it's ten seasons, so I might not get out of this quarantine watching anything else, okay? I'm committed. Can you also watch um Waiting to Exhale? Yeah. Because I would love to <laughs> My aunt, my godmom is watching it. Oh. She was like, Internet, I'm going to watch Waiting to Exhale, <laughs> wink, wink. I was like, I'm obsessed with you. She goes and please report thing. back. These white women, are they really out here making these white men out to be bad. I mean, <laughs> come on. She's the type. She'll love it. Ugh, I love her so much. I cannot wait. Um, but yeah. So just do me that favor. Just watch Wait. I think we need to figure out a way to watch it together, though. I can I can Waiting do it. Waiting to Exhale. How? 
Share a screen? No, we just be on the phone while I'm watching it. And then we we'll talk have to about press it. play at the same time. Sometimes That's be hard. you fail. All right, anyway. Politics as usual. Bernie Sanders dropped out of the race. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a good thing. Apparently it's strategic, right? What do you mean? Apparently he can still be on the ballot. He can still be voted for through yeah, he, delegates. If he gets enough delegates. Yeah, but he's not. He won't. He's uh, going to still girl. be. Vo- he won't. He won't. He won't. There's no like the way the the is set up. He just he doesn't have a path to victory, which is why he dropped out. Especially now that he can't be in front of people and can't be knocking door to door and all of that stuff. So it just it just wasn't going to happen for him. But right now, I think the I think what's strategic about him staying on the ballot is that one, he's giving his Bernie supporters an opportunity to vote for him to vote. Some people just want to vote their candidate. Like I would still vote Elizabeth Warren right now if I could um, just to show that I was in favor of her um her politics now i think with that said with him staying on the ballot i think what it's going to show is how many people do support bernie and bernie's agenda and then he's going to push biden to get behind some of his agenda which biden already is he's already coming up with student loan forgiveness plans yada 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 the big one is going to be healthcare especially after this pandemic bernie's going to go ape shit and be like, now do you see why we need universal health care? This makes no sense. Um, Bernie's I'll say, say first that, like, or Biden's going to say that? Bernie's going to say that. Bernie's going to be screaming that and then hoping that he can put pressure on Biden to get behind that agenda because he's going to say, if you don't, all of these people that still voted for me, even though I'm not like running officially running to be president anymore, are not going to vote for you. They're going to sit at home. And then we'll be left with four more years of Trump. So I think he's going to use that as leverage, which I, I'm not mad at. I think what we shouldn't take for granted, and what I, I'm just reading here, the one thing that Bernie has that Biden doesn't is enthusiasm among his supporters, along with the grassroots infrastructure capable of raising awareness around his campaign and the issues it addresses via a millions large social media following. I think that's like, it feels so weird to me like the setting of everything because we are in one of the most dire desperate times that America has been in in a very long time and we have this huge election coming up and it feels so dispassionate something about it feels so like like that all of the air is out of has been out of it let out of it but because I feel like everybody's just disappointed that Biden is the, you know, um, Democratic nominee. And like, I don't know. I think there's still hope. I hope there's still hope. And the people, you know, I just feel like neither of the candidates, even Bernie, I was so confused. I was like, you have all of the the content to like get people excited and charged and educate people. And it just went so flat and impotent. It feels, that's the word. It feels so impotent. Everything feels so impotent, except for Trump, who's like always has like a Viagra induced hard on. 
You know. Well, I'll say this. Bernie's, while he keeps talking about this grassroots campaign that he did have, it definitely is not the same as it was in 2016. The young people and his his voters were not coming out in the way that he had anticipated and in, in the way that he experienced in 2016. So some of those talking points that he would have, in, in like when he was talking about the, his followers and his supporters, was not true. But just even, in terms of where he was this year, even educating people, like it's it, and it's it feels like it's even cheaper now to educate people because it's all you don't have to go and pay for campaigns, you don't have to go pay for canvassing, you just be strategic about social media. Like Barack was so effective because he was so it was like a design genius you know like it it was just like well Bernie I mean I'm not sure what you want from him because I just feel like he did have a large social media presence I think that he got AOC behind him early who has a huge social media following and they would have these social media campaigns but it's also a situation where if you're not looking for the information too you know like in all fairness Barack Obama had a lot more success social media wise too one because people hated him his name was barack obama and two he was the first black president so he he had so so many eyes on him for so many different reasons reason it was so easy for him to get traction whereas bernie sanders this is the second time around and he has no new talking points i mean the talking points that he have are so important now it's I'm not, not saying they're not but like they're not. i mean i don't I don't know. I, I just don't know. Like I'm curious idea. to know like what you wanted him to do. Like what would have captured your eye? Because I'm somebody who goes and I'm I'm like actively watching CNN and like these different town halls and things like that. I don't I don't think that you are. So then what what would have resonated for you? I think it would I think it would be again a little bit more strategic with the messaging and making it like he's talking about universal health care, but like breaking down why that's necessary now and like making it something that is he's just been repeating the same things and people don't quite understand how that's possible or they think it's like this socialist communist tactic or way that it's going to destroy America I don't know I don't know what I I don't know I just feel like I everything mean, feels in so all fairness- impotent Biden feels impotent he feels impotent, and then you have Trump that's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and I'm still harder than y'all, so. Hey. I don't know. I just I just feel like he, I don't know. I, I feel like if you're not going to get the information, you're not going to go look for it, then, I mean, he could have maybe spelled it out better, but like on those town halls and on those debates, he 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 did have his talking points. He did talk about why it was yeah. so important now. You yeah. know, but it's like if you're not watching it, I don't know. I don't well, know. I think that's the part I don't of the, know how to get the that tactic out. is to get it out there for people that don't necessarily. I mean, like you said, Obama was an outlier. So to have his campaign be the same, but like he was, he was very visual and he was just younger and more attractive and more charismatic. And yeah, it's not comparable, but it's just, yeah, I just I, a shame. Yeah. I, I don't know what the strategy should be, but um, I I but hear you. But do you feel you. that I it just, feels I don't weird, know though? how to get... Doesn't it feel like, like 
not Fear? to me, but I'm. It doesn't feel like that because I'm. I'm interested and I'm. I'm like always actively paying attention to it and watching the view and CNN and logging on to Fox to see what they're saying. Like I'm in it. So I don't know what it, I I don't have an understanding of how it feels if, because I'm constantly looking that information, looking for that information. And because I do that, a lot of the ads and stuff. It's just about how it, like how this campaign feels. It just feels different. From other, I mean, and again, it's well. I think it definitely times, feels different but. now because they are they can't campaign. So yeah, Trump is gonna feel like it's gonna feel like Trump has all this power and stuff because he's using his daily briefings as a fucking campaign rally. Whereas Biden and everybody else who are his supporters and people who have come out in support of him, they can't even have a rally. What can they do right now besides these Zoom calls on the View? It's it's very it, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be very difficult um, to to get people behind you when again people are watching Netflix. They they're looking for all kinds of other things to do outside of you know researching what Joe Biden is saying today. I will say Joe Biden matter. just had a conversation. You don't have a choice. With, it's Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden or Trump. It's like I just saw that Joe Biden and Trump definitely had a phone call about how to handle the coronavirus. And Joe Biden wasn't bashing Trump, but was just saying, like, you know, it was a civil call. It was a pleasant call, but it was a call that, you know, I tried to speak for the American people that I represent and tried to basically get him to to enforce the Defense of Protection Act like really enforce it, but he hasn't yet. So I don't know. Okay. So speaking of coronavirus, um, uh, this is a topic that we probably should have brought up last week, but I just forgot. I don't know how I would forget, but these two doctors from France seem to have believed that it would be (laughs) uh, smart to test the coronavirus vaccines on folks in Africa. And they, uh, one of them, Jean-Paul Mira, uh, is quoted saying, if I can be provocative, shouldn't we be doing this study in Africa where there are no masks, no treatment, and no resuscitation? A bit like it's done elsewhere for some studies on AIDS. In prostitutes, we try things because we know that they are highly exposed and that they do not protect themselves. Wow. <laughs> that is fucking crazy, B. Like, say so what? Speaking of, Those sorry, I'm eating really some grapes. What's insane to me is like, Africa has like the least amount of coronavirus. Um, cases right now. Now, some people will argue that's because they're not testing as much as everywhere else. But like, I don't know. Just the fact that somebody would say that out loud and think that shit was okay. They've both um, taken back what they said and they will not be doing just... Yeah, a lot of countries apparently were like, um, how about y'all keep it over there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, all of the testing should be done here because we have the most. <laughs> so it's like test our asses. It's it's it. 
I I'll just leave that there because I think it's very telling. Um, not surprised. No, not surprised at all. Um, also, there are a lot of Africans in China, re- like reporting harassment, reporting that they're not allowed to leave their homes. They're being told that by the police, um, or that they're being evicted from their homes. Like, there's all these different reports coming out that Africans and especially Africans, not just black people, but Africans are being just harassed and treated inhumanely. Surprise, surprise. In China right now. I'm like, so what they going to try to say? The Africans brought it there? Like, what are we doing right now? Why are we playing the blame game instead of just trying to figure out how to fix this shit? It's just bananas to me. It just brings out all of the... It just brings out all of the dynamics, you know? It, bring, it brings out where people's priorities are and who they consider to be more valuable and safe. And, you know, black people are inherently dangerous to most folks. Their perception of them, But it rather. just makes no sense because they come from the wealthiest continent in terms of natural resources in the world. Everywhere else has come there and taken from them. We were kings and queens, okay? I'm not even trying to even, like, I'm dead ass serious. It just... Yeah, but, um... The Kool-Aid is... God, it's so real. It's so bananas to me. So, yeah, I mean... I mean, but even in the U.S., aren't black people, poor people, affected... Disproportionately to everybody else. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that's the 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 argument for healthcare right now, and for wage equality, and for um, yeah. living conditions that yeah. are humane. Yeah. It's like you telling yeah. these people to self isolate in their homes. If there's twelve people in the fucking house, right. <laughs> how how does that work? We're living on top of each other. Like in certain areas, if you're telling people to self-isolate in their homes, but they're in a fucking food desert, how does that work? So what, they just got to go to the bodega? And listen, shout out to all the bodegas in New York City, especially in Brooklyn, holding it down for people. This is no shade, but that's not nutrition. You can't just eat that all day, every day for months and months and months. It's not sustainable. So your immune system's not going to be healthy. You're not going to be able to fight a virus. A lot of these folks have underlying health conditions. Why? Because they don't have access to quality nutrition. It's just a I wonder. I wonder if that's probably the deep resistance that America has to like these universal social, you know, um, policies because they think that it's going to benefit people that should be pulling themselves up by the bootstrap. You know, why should my dollars? <laughs> you know? And that's why it's probably... I have family members who say shit like that, Shanti. It's never gonna... It's not gonna happen until that is really... But, you know, truth be told, to be the white people that are the most, you know, on wealth welfare or are the people that are most, you know... In yeah. terms of like on the dole. But a lot um, of those people are in more rural areas. Whereas if you're yeah. in the inner city and you're living, this is where like the close proximity, this is where this virus is a real issue where like 
poor white folks who are in rural areas, they usually are spread out, a little more spread out from each other. So they're able to... In terms of being affected by it, yeah. By coronavirus specifically. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a fucking curse. But it also brings out the good um, verses. They've officially... Tim Timberland and uh, Swiss Beats have officially named their... Um, I don't know what they're like, what they're doing, like, like their battles between people versus, and they have their own IG page now. Um, and that is doing so well. Who went the other night? Where's my phone? I'm talking on it. Uh, who was it? <laughs> I'm like, where's my phone? I can't find it. <laughs> Meanwhile, just like in my damn hand. Remember when your mom was looking for her glasses and they were on her head? Freaking out. Oh no, she did on the phone too. Like, oh my God, I can't find my phone. Where is my phone? <laughs> oh god i love myself um oh they had dj Premier and rizza on there and they reached shanti guess how many viewers they had have you seen this yet it was like i don't know i i I don't know 135 or something like that no 849 thousand viewers wow that was like the first crazy it was like 135 yeah who won it was a draw. They keep having these fucking DJ draws. DJ Premier, though. No, they went. They went toe to toe. It was really good. I watched a bunch of it and then I finished it today. Um, but I love like Ebro. You know Ebro. Ebro. I have to see a picture. No, I don't know who Ebro is. He's a. You that. know him. He's a. Uh, I send it to you now. A hip hop hit. He's a radio personality in okay, New York. Uh-huh. You know him. Yeah. He um he actually was partying with us in Ghana. I gave him some of my it wasn't mine, it was the the tables, but some of our uh Johnny Walker Blue, because no one was drinking it. And he was like, Whose is that? And I was like, Honey, you want some? He's super handsome. <laughs> Ciao. He looks it. He's super he handsome, but type, you already but know he cute. ain't shit. Ciao. The way he just he went to Jewish maneuvers. School. I was like, he's mm. Jewish. He's Jewish and black. Did you just make that up? No, but anyway, Ebro posts. He posts um, what everybody played. I'll send it to you now. But it was super cool. And they, um, it's official. Babyface and <laughs> what's his name? Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley. They will be in the motherfucking building, honey. What's the date on that? Let me look that up. Swizzy. Babyface was like, I just recovered from the Rona, but I'm ready to go. I'm ready to live. Did he I really? I want to live. Are you lying? Yeah. No, he made a statement like, I was sick. Oh, my God. I'm concerned. Is he okay? <laughs> yeah, he's ready to battle. Let's come back stronger. He wants to live. The versus handle is V-E-R-Z-U-Z. That's annoying. Um, but, yeah, Babyface... Is gonna be he's gonna be doing it, honey. Babyface is going for it. Very excited about that. Saturday, April eighteenth. So I'll be tuned in for Babyface because he about to murk all of us. Um, yeah, he's he he may win. Yes, I mean it's Babyface. But then Diddy <laughs> had a dancethon today. I think he's still going with his crazy ass. Yes, he is. Oh my god, it's like a twenty-four hour dancethon. This fool—he's gonna be dancing for twenty-four hours. I don't know, child. He's not dancing right now. He just on there talking to Drake. But it's him, all of his kids, Quincy, Lil Diddy, Sean, all of them, 
and the like the twins and the other, the girl Chance. They're all in there dancing. They've been dancing all goddamn day, and he just is um, doing IG share like sharing his screen with different artists. So he had all kinds of people on there, but he also had Jennifer Lopez on there that everybody was super happy to see. They started playing like some Spanish music, and then her ass popped up dancing. And then he started dancing, and she was like, "I taught you that." <laughs> and then they had like a Rod in the background dancing with the, and it was the Aww. whole family. It was super grown and mature. And oh, you you pulled it up. He's talking to Drake mm-hmm. right now, right? That's because he can't dye mm-hmm. his beard, child. Look at Drake. So, I thought nice that was skin. just so cute. I really did. Drake. I ate it up like everybody the hell else. But I hope the people are actually donating. We'll see if it actually works. But him and So wait, what's he gonna do with that money? Him and the guy who founded Instagram, I forget his name right now, they teamed up. Diddy put it together with all these celebrities, and it's a dance a thon fundraiser in quarantine. So, you know, they just dancing and shit. And he got a, a um a link at the bottom of the live to go and donate if you can. I'm trying to pull up yes. how much money he may or may not have made. Oh, I don't think he? that's public information. But, um, yeah, so I, I think that that's dope. I think people are are doing their best. Oh, they've raised $3,460,000 so far. And it's called Team Love. You know how he wants to be called Love now. <laughs> oh, he does? Yes. After Kim Porter died, he was like, it's all about love, y'all. It's about love. He better love Mace and treat him right. Mace was on there today. Mace was on there? I, I don't understand that. Maybe they worked it out. Or Mace just is... Oh, maybe Mace was on know. there. I could be lying. I think they just shouted him out. I don't know. Maybe Mace is going to be on there later. Either way, he's doing this shit all damn day. I know he got to be tired. So, that's it. As I eat fruit. When's Beyonce going to come out and say, everybody Beyonce okay. need to do something. Get her ass the fuck out of she here. She fuck. She pissing me off. She ain't even post She's nothing a... for Easter. I like, doesn't she know we need her? We need her leadership. No, it's all coming clear. It's all becoming clear. Do we really need her? We don't. Steph Curry, Steph Curry posted, though. He got his light-skinned family on What is wrong with blast. you? You saw Rihanna. Her, Rihanna's party was corny. Did you go? <laughs> Girl, no. The only party I went to was Jasmine's. You know I don't go to these parties. Rihanna's party was corny. I was bored. They kept asking her for the album, and she was like, "I'm trying to save the world, unlike y'all president." Fuck, you asked me about an album for. Her dad got the Rona. Rihanna's dad has Corona. <laughs> Does yes. he really? He did, but he's okay. Oh, let me find out. I got the tea. I got more tea than you. Damn. Go ahead, Shanti. Whatever. You just be scrolling on IG. Um, <laughs> anyway, I already talked about Ozark. Oh, Dave Chappelle. Did you watch his new special? He has a new, new special? He has. It's honoring him. You know when he got the Mark Twain Award? So it's what? like a- <laughs> Don't just say random white old men's name. <laughs> no, he Don't won the Mark that. Twain Award. I'm not You know lying. when he had got the Oliver Twist Award? <laughs> no. Well, I'm so... <laughs> You, why? I don't know why that's funny. He really got it. That's like a huge honor. So they had a huge thing at the Ken. Was that the Kennedy Center? I think it was at the Kennedy Center. And yeah, when? He, like last year or something. And he filmed it. And him and Stan Lathan keep putting these, 
Yeah, Dave Chappelle, Who? the Kennedy Center, Mark Twain Prize. Wait, you said Sanaya Lathan. Stan Lathan. Sanaya Lathan's daddy is the one that does Bro, all these specials too. with Dave Chappelle he on Netflix. So that he's securing these checks for him and securing his own check. But yeah, there's a new one on there. And there's a lot of people on there that just talk about him. Um, it's like some stand up. It's really good. It was really inspiring to me. I highly recommend people watch it, especially if you don't care for Dave Chappelle. And if that last special rubbed you wrong, I think this one will, maybe you still will hate him, but maybe you'll get a better understanding of why he is the way he is and how he thinks. I don't hate Dave Chappelle. Not you. I'm talking about people. You weren't on that episode and you didn't even listen to it. I did listen to it. You ain't listened to it. I did. Shanti? I did. It did you read the chapter Obi? for this week? Yes, I did. I don't believe you. Nothing you, you say to me anymore. You stay off my goddamn nerves. Yo. Stay off of it. <laughs> you could stay off of something. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Go ahead. Go into your, uh, your book that nobody no. wants to talk about anymore. <laughs> so we should talk about that, though. Is this just a waste of time or... No, we definitely, we should take a, I, I personally think that people would enjoy a book club where we like recap the chapter and there's, there's like, there are rather characters and a storyline and it's plot driven. Whereas this one it's feels. like a fiction. Yeah. Like a novel. We could do like Fly Girl or we could do like a Tony oh, Morrison Oh no. Book. <laughs> I would <laughs> oh, love to recap Fly Girl. <laughs> That would be so problematic. Why? To read. Oh, I think if we read Fly Girl, we would be like, "What? What?" I don't. You think it would be amazing? Like with grown with grown eyes and ears reading it, I think it would be like, "Wow." Oh, so we should take a poll. We should pick some. We should take. We should pick some classics. I think it like, should be Fly Girl. I think there should be Toni Morrison in there. I definitely want to Morrison? do. I don't you need know. to say author's name. <laughs> I don't know because I whatever I love, book she be writing no, that are famous. I, my favorite is Song of Solomon, but I want to read something new. So, have you ever read pick. Beloved? What? Have you ever read Beloved? No. Mm. I read it. I no. I we gotta read some new ones. We gotta give some some love to the new. But I really want to read um, Fly Girl again because I don't remember it. Authors out there. And I want right, to read. Well, we we should... should read home homecoming, homegoing. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> but books that we haven't read before. Yeah, but homecoming New is su- homecoming is such a good book for well, us to do a weekly book club. Yet. But I'm saying the way that it's written, it's like each chapter is its own book. So it's like this would be perfect to do with. No, that book. Tore me up. Yeah, I could do it if that's what the people want, but I would prefer to read a book I never read before. Well, mm. I really want to read Fly Girl. Have you Until read The you Coldest read Winter ev- like, Ever? This is dumb as shit. No, I don't of think course. it's going to be Who are you talking to? Yes. <laughs> All right, either that. The Coldest Winter Ever was long, though. I just remember that it's book It's very long. Thick. It's very... She'd be riding so much... Dick in that book. It's like, God damn. Remember, yo, I will never forget outfits over and over and over and over again. I will never forget reading that and being on the bus 
I would think I was in eighth grade reading that. Oh, hot and bothered. Like, oh, I was my on the bus, God. like, what the fuck? But I will say this. I remember her winter going in the mirror. She was in the she was at some club, and it was in the beginning of the book. And she said she looked in the mirror and she they were just describing this girl. And I was like, this girl is cool as shit. And they were talking about her almond eyes and mm-hmm. her caramel skin. That she looked in the mirror and one of her baby hairs was being unruly. And <laughs> Shut up. I'm not lying. And you were like, I and they like, and she licked her fingers. She said she licked her finger and pressed it back down, pressed her baby hair back down and looked at both sides in the mirror and then went back Girl, out there are you and reading fucking this? killed it. No, I just remember it being so vivid. <laughs> like, yo, the next time any of my hair is out of place, I'm going to lick my finger and press it down. Always getting new Chanel outfits by any means necessary, doing nails and finding a man. I just wanted her that to be midnight. with midnight so bad. I wanted midnight. He's like, no, nah, use a use a hoe, use a trick. Um, you think midnight was a trick? See, this is why we got. No, read that's it, what midnight said agree. to her. Oh yeah, midnight, midnight was like, like You're what? not well. I'm, You're I'm not over well. here with you my hotel buying these Chanel glasses mm-hmm. and he shit. Was like, like I it got Jill matter. Scott over here. I'm not fucking with you. With your fat <laughs> ass. For real, he was dating. Sojourner, Sojourner, what's her name? Sojourner Weaver, Sojourner Truth. What's her name? What the fuck is her name? Sister Soldier. Sister Soldier. That's Soldier. He was wiped up with her coming. Oh my God. She said Sojourner Truth. Sister Soldier. Whatever happened to Sister Soldier? Girl, I'm so mad at you. Well, they were supposed to do a movie and then it didn't happen. So I don't know. Ava DuVernay got to bring that back. She got to stop with all these 60s, 70s shits. I would love for her to do that. And she got to bring it, do some other, some real shit, some real 90s shit for all the 90s babies. Oh, boy. Did you hear my phone ring in the middle of this? Yes, I did. That wasn't my phone. That was my computer, and I've since silenced it. But that was someone trying to have a quarantine date with me. <laughs> you still Your favorite. Here. Your favorite. So you should be happy. What up? You know who you are. <laughs> Go ahead. Pleasure <clears throat> activism. So this chapter we're reading is um, Love is Political Resistance. And it was really short and sweet and really powerful, though. This was like... Really, really great. And this is an essay written by um, uh, Adrian Marie Brown. And it's Love is Political Resistance. And so she just talks about how we have been taught that we've been taught to love a certain way. And she basically says we don't. She says, and right now we need to be in rigorous practice because we can no longer afford to love people the way we've been loving them. So she's basically talking about how we need to re reform, you know, our ideals of love, which are very cookie cutter, very, you know, heteropatriarchal, very transactional. Um, and 
Well, let's see. Where does she say something? You know, <laughs> from religious spaces to school to television shows to courts of law, we are socialized to seek and perpetuate private, even corporate love. Your love is for one person forever. You celebrate it with dying flowers and diamonds. The largest celebration of your life is committed to that person. Your family and friends celebrate you with dishes and a juicer. You need an income to love. If something doesn't work out with your love, you pay a lot of money to divide your lives, generally not telling people much unless it's a soap opera dramatic ending. This way of approaching love strangles all the good out of it. What we, read, what we need right now is radical, global love that grows from deep within us to encompass all life. Um, and so she makes this... Um, she basically says that, well, let me see where she said this. So she's saying how we've been loving, and I can totally dig it, you know, is defining love by obligation, celebrating love on marked holidays, keeping the realities of love behind closed doors, which is so true, faming love as a fairy tale on social media, framing love as a product we give each other, framing love as a limited resource that gets swallowed and used up prioritizing romantic love over self comrade and friend love. And for me, um, that all made a lot of sense. And then she goes and has the, a manifesto. So basically the ways in which we can, um, change this dynamic is, you know, radical honesty, healing and learn how to change and then build communities of care. And I think for me, I guess I'm basically on step one, which is kind of like radical honesty. And I think for me and how I saw love in my growing up, um, it was... it was a, We've talked about this over and over, but it was you know a lot about... I think how I I have now, I can see the ways in which I have been conditioned poorly is to think that, <clears throat> you know, um, women, she says a statement here, women are still taught too often to be submissive, diminutive, obedient, and later nagging and caregiving, not to be peers, emotionally complex powerhouses, loving other women and trans bodies. And so this idea of like being submissive, being obedient, kind of just being like a a ticking time bomb or like a, a freaking kettle that's always like hot and bothered and like screaming is kind of how I know that I've been conditioning myself and like holding things in and not trusting what I need and not being able to tell people what I need. And that started at a really young age with me, you know, just with my parents and seeing the dynamic between my mom and dad. And then just how, especially in the relationship with my dad, like not, not confronting him about things that hurt me or things that I needed from him and not trusting that those were even valid in the first place. So this chapter was was um was right on point for me and what even in my life now I'm like trying to figure out how to untangle those things and kind of confront my inability to 
to like speak up and say basic things. And she says it. It's like the way that we do it is really, really simple. Like speak our needs and listen to others' needs. To say, I need to hear that you miss me. When you're high all the time, it's hard for me to feel your presence. Saying things like I lied. Saying the way you talked to that man made me feel unseen. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Just like basic everyday conversations. Every... and basic sentences, basic like circumstantial things. Like when I came in, you know, I wanted a hug or anything like, like these basic things, they have to be said or else you're just, you're just, you're just getting lost and you're being stunted in so many ways. So for me, that made a lot of sense. Um, And then I'll say the last thing and then I'll let you go is another thing that I really sparked a lot for me <clears throat> was the end when she was talking about build communities of care. Yeah. And it's really hard to do this now, but coming out of this or just trying to figure out ways that I can do, we can do this now is like figuring out how to um, have exchanges and supporting people without it being like, yeah, it's transactional in some ways, but it's not like around money or around like, you know, um, it's not necessarily transactional in that way. So I just like made a whole list of things that, that I, capabilities that I have and things that I really like to do and figuring out ways that I can exchange that within my own community, within my own friends to like have my needs met as well. So I just wrote stuff down like, I love to take care of babies and small children. I actually love to clean. Um, I just basically like to listen to people. I love to hang out with older people. I like grocery (coughs) shopping. I have a car. You know, these are just like basic things that are really, really hard for, can be really hard for other people, which are a joy for me and can be easy for me that I can figure out ways to exchange with people that for things that I'm not so good at, like making an Excel sheet. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) That I I really like this. It was good. This was yeah. A really I like this idea. chapter a lot. It was what yeah. four, five pages maybe, but like you said, it was a powerful. It was a powerful chapter. I think you really covered it. I don't. I don't have much else to add. Um, I was gonna say the thing that stood out to me was the, the radical. Excuse me, not the radical honesty. <laughs> I lie all the time. Um, <laughs> it's like the Bill communities of care, and. Um, the more and more I'm we're at, that we're quarantined, the more I realize how many communities I'm a part of and like what they all mean to me. And they all mean different things. They all have different places in my life and what I contribute and what I take from it and how I can continue to contribute to them even now that I feel so isolated. Um, mm. so what are some things just, I think my main thing is, is that I'm good at just like checking on people and, and, and reaching out. Like I don't wait for mm. people to reach out to me, um, depending on who it is. Sometimes I absolutely do. But like, if I really care and love for the person then I'm, I will continue to reach out. And I think I can do that more with some people who I've, who I've had less patience for, or who we just feel like have been on two different paths, but, um, there's still something there that, you know, 
will never go away. So I think looking looking at the ways that I do connect with some people versus the ways that we've been growing apart, especially now. Um, and then just fostering those relationships. Like I get really comfortable in my cliques. And there are these other communities that have been trying to reach out to me and like try to infiltrate um, even in New York. And I've been like, oh, you know, nice and cordial. And like, I like them. I fuck with them. But I'm also like, oh, I don't have time for this or whatever, or whatever it is. And I need to do I need to be better at that. At allowing myself to be in new new communities where like I'm in my yeah. cliques. I, I got my clique, you know. And really fostering them and and recognizing that like they could really they could really serve a purpose in my life and I could really serve a purpose in theirs. So yes. you know. But um So is, go ahead. is this the last chapter that we'll ever read again? <laughs> I don't know. I think that we should I over? think we should take a uh I ID poll for a couple days. A couple days, not just one, and see Maybe post a picture of the book on the timeline and see if people, if they want to keep going with it and then put it on the stories a couple days and see. If not, then we can have like a quiz and whatever wins, you know, the the IG quiz, like, do you want to read Fly Girl? Do you want to, like, we need to come up with four books that we would want to read. <laughs> okay. You see which one I want to read, but... Um. <laughs> But um, yeah, this was all about love. And I think when we get back, we're going to take a little break. But when we get back, I think that we need to talk about love a little bit more. And <clears throat> love is not always romantic love, and you will soon find out. So, John, do you want to take us out in your break, in the break, in the, your radio voice? You are listening to Around the Way Curls. Please join us after the break. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Didn't love it. Okay. <laughs> and we're back. Um, so Shanti and I are friends or whatever. And Shanti brought <laughs> this up to me before. And I've wanted to do this with someone, but I don't. I haven't had anyone to do it with. Oh, you've never done this before? Mm-mm. I've never <gasps> done it with anyone before. Oh, I am honored and delighted and terrified. <laughs> so, wait, maybe you should introduce it since you, you're the one that told me about it. So, this became popular maybe like four years ago, and it's called 36 Questions in Love. 
And basically, it's a little series, a list of questions that you can ask a potential love interest. And they did, I might be botching the accuracy of this, but apparently they did some, they did a test where they had like a bunch of strangers get together, ask each other these questions, and then a lot of them, or a high major, a high amount of them, like, fell in love afterwards and, like, became couples. So it's a series of random, intimate questions that you can ask, you know, if you've been on a date with somebody for, like, if you've been seeing somebody for a while and you, like, need something, it's a cool thing to do. Um, I've done it twice. <laughs> <laughs> you did it twice? Yeah, I done it twice. The first Who did one, you do it with? The beautiful being in LA. Oh. He actually introduced me to this. Uh, but we didn't. That never turned into anything. Because you was wearing and a muumuu. Because he was, <laughs> he was like, was you got a muumuu For him, apparently. <laughs> My aesthetic was real raggedy, too hippie for him. Um, and then, you know who you are. And then, I think the he most, listens the, too. That's so funny. The most recent um, is with with my 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 Diddy Bop now. So artsy bowl, my artsy bowl. And we don't even think we finished all of it. We didn't go through all of it. That doesn't surprise me. I can see I'm being like I'm bored with this. Let's scroll it Instagram. Or it just being too long, being like seven hours long because it's just. I was trying to. Verbose. I was going to do 21 questions, but I couldn't figure out which ones to delete. So just hurry up me your answers. Oh, so this can be done for friendship. This, this can be done for anything. Um, I'm interested to see what you have to say, Internet. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to include the link for this. Uh, so if you get out of... Or if you have your... This is a good thing to do with a quarantine bay. Mm-hmm. So you guys have something to talk about, like a stranger or something or whatever. So I'm going to start it off. I'm going to ask you. Okay. Given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want to have as a dinner guest? Can they be dead? Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know. I don't know why I asked that. I should have, I should have had prepared answers to this. <laughs> um, oh God. Anyone in the world, a dinner guest. Um, oh, uh, yes. What is her name? <laughs> Maya Angelou. Really? Mm-hmm. I love she her. Like I watch girl. videos of her at night and cry. I don't like the way. She's a boss. Uh, yes, um, she is. She really is. She, like, kicked somebody out of the dinner party because they used profanity. She's like, not in my house. Mm-hmm. She don't play that shit. The fuck out. Don't curse in my motherfucking house. All right. Who? Um, I would probably choose some kind of holy man. I would. I'd probably really be interested to talk to Just say Jesus. It. No. I would be really interested to talk to... Just say Gandhi. No. <laughs> you only get one. One is Jesus. Okay. 
Yeah, I would really like Jesus. Turn, yeah, I just want to know. He's just some raggedy nigga. He's just raggedy. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, son. You trying to fuck or not? Like, oh, my God. That's Easter. <laughs> <laughs> turns out to be raggedy or he changes my life. Yo. Like, All right. Would you like to child. be famous? If so, in what way? No, I would not want to be famous. Um, I don't mind the little fame that we have. A little notoriety that we have, but I would never want to be Beyonce famous. I would never want to be like, stop you on the street, you know, hounded all your personal life. Absolutely not. Yeah, there's levels to fame. I would not want that at all. Um, Yeah, nah. So no, I agree with you. That's how I feel. Unless you stop me on the street, not like stop me on the street where I need like bodyguards. Stop me on the street, be like, yo, I fuck with your shit. It's cool. All right, cool. Thank you. That's it. Yeah. Right? Like where it's an exchange. Like I wouldn't want to be any more famous than Keanu Reeves. I would never want to get on that level, <laughs> but like. Why? It would be Why like is Keanu that the Reeves person? would be. Because they leave him alone. They give him <laughs> space. He just does his normal thing. He's like a regular man. He's very, you know, intentional about being normal. You know, like I'd want to. I love you. Um, <laughs> oh, you're you're next. Go ahead. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? Yes. Up I, to this day. Yes, absolutely. You ever do that with me? No. Uh yes, yes, yes. When you have to have when you have to have like hard conversations. Yeah. <laughs> when I have to be like Shanti, this is how I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah, definitely. When I have to have conversations where. I always rehearse conversations where I feel like I have to hold people accountable or I have to apologize. I always rehearse them. And I will, what's crazy about me is I'll, I'll answer in the way that I think the person will answer and then I'll answer that. And then I'll do Apparently another scenario. That's not good. Apparently that's not good. My therapist says you can only, you can only think about what you're going to say. Well, you realize that this question was just asked me if I do it or not, right? <laughs> I'm just telling you, you should, you should do it, consider a different way. I, I do that sim- similarly to when I have to like confront somebody. Yeah, absolutely. And I did it. Do you remember being young on the phone? Like when you were young and you had to call like your, your boo? boyfriend or something? Yes, And you, I would like rehearse. I would like practice to say like, Hello, is so and so there? Hello, can I speak to so and so? Like, <laughs> all the way up to if somebody else picks up the phone, I would be like, "Hey, yeah, so what you doing?" <laughs> oh my god! Um, you said hello. Can I? I was not allowed to say can I. I would always say hello. No, it'd be may, may I? I? Hello, yeah, may, may I please? Yeah, please speak to da 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 da. Yeah. Oh, I remember, remember those days when you didn't even have direct access to the person? You mm-hmm. had to go through whoever answered the phone. And then if you were on the phone, I had this one, my first boyfriend, Carlton, his mom used to Whoa. pick up the phone and curse him out. She's like, Carlton, get off the fucking phone. You want to get off the cop? Get off the fucking phone, Carlton. <laughs> He'd be like, I got to go. <laughs> or we just hang up real fast whenever she picked up. Carlton. That's <laughs> so funny. Um, curse him out. All right. What would you constitute as the perfect day for you? A perfect day for me is when I have nothing to do, it's warm, I have to, food's involved, 
but there's like no deadline for food like for a party that's not enjoyable for me because there's like all this rush and anxiety about preparing for a bunch of people but so there's no like deadline or anxiety it's just free-flowing go food shopping buy flowers it's beautiful I'm with Jojo and then I'm like gonna go break bread with people that I I like and love and I'm like outside is involved Mm. The perfect day for me is I wake up next to someone after cuddling. Oh. And again, yeah, I agree. It's warm. There is nothing to do. The day is ours. And cooking is involved. Um, I th- music is involved. Dancing while cooking is involved. <laughs> mm. And make yeah, love fucking is, is involved. involved. Definitely. Oh, yes. The perfect day. Perfect with a day. Yes. Yes. A couple of times. Nothing to oh. do. Let's go. And then cuddling. More cuddling at night. Perfect day. That's it. Simple. Easy day. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or the body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life. Which would you want? Oh, my God. The body. Who the fuck wants to think like a 30-year-old their whole life? Ugh. Yeah, but then you got a 90-year-old that's like, huh? What did you say? I, I won't know. be like that. Where are we? Well, I don't I would know. say the body, too. Yeah, I don't want to be stupid. Capping up everybody's head. Like, <laughs> who are you again? <laughs> right. I'd be a fucking, oh, my God, a puma. Puma cougar out here bagging them like, yo. Come here, young boy. Meanwhile, I'm 90 years old. <laughs> I'm here for it. All right. Um, do oh. you have a secret hunch about, oh, God, how you will die? We ain't going to be speaking none of this bullshit into existence. But um, probably like disease. Disease? Yeah. Like dis-ease or disease? Like a disease? What? Like dis-ease. You- disease. Like a disease. <laughs> dis-ease is disease. I know, but Let's I like break stress it down. dis-ease or like dis-, dis disease. Like a disease, like cancer. Oh, fuck. So sorry. What I always you? just <laughs> I always just dream that I would die in my sleep. I don't know why. I think it's just wishful thinking. Is a dream or a hunch? I just always thought <coughs> All right, I'm gonna stop lying. <laughs> uh, it's gonna go like this. it's something in my throat. I always thought that, but I it, I I either I hope for that, but I sometimes have these dreams where I'm fighting for my life, like literally oh. fighting. And I think I think it's because I watched Law and Order SVU, but like I end up something violent, yeah, something violent, and that they're able to catch the criminal because I scratched them and fought back. And I had DNA under my nails. Oh. Isn't that fucking weird? Oh, right. You went for something really like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm just going to I know, but I, it's really like that. weird that like, God, God and I, that I go down with this badge of honor of like, she fought for herself. She didn't just go down. It's really Girl. fucked up. Anyway, go ahead. Keep uh, it positive. Name three things 
that you and I have in common. So for me and internet, we know a lot of things, but this is cute when you, it's kind of like a stranger and you have to be like. Do we? Because I don't know. (laughs) We both have nose rings. Okay, I'll go. We have nose rings. We are black and white and we have curly hair. Now, you name three things that we have in common. You can't use nose rings. Uh, okay. Um, We're both light-skinned. We both love chicken wings, even though Internet thinks that she is a vegan now <laughs> for some strange reason. You do not want me to be great. Go ahead. <laughs> we both love to dance. Yes. And we both have a similar sense of... We both like to laugh, even if our sense of humor isn't always the same. We can always... We both have similar inappropriate have senses of humor. Yeah. Right. Um, what in life do you feel most grateful? For what in life do you feel most grateful? Sorry. <sighs> um, I was thinking about this yesterday. I think I'm most grateful for the possibility of change that we have and that I have and in a physical thing I'm very grateful for my mom's backyard and that plot of land and nature I am most grateful for my relationships all of them they mean the world to me it's like my source of or one of my sources of love my main source so that. yes. Uh, if you could change anything, oh, you go- are you finished? No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Mm. This is great for for strangers. I'm I know. I'm trying to think. Like, these. who can I do this with? I'm gonna ask a uh, old boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say I would shift from fear based learning to something else. I don't know what, <laughs> but <laughs> to anger based <laughs> something, something. There was a lot of fear based. Everything was based in fear. What about you? I wouldn't. Sh- I don't think I would change. Uh, I would change the circumstances in which my mother, in particular, had to manage. I think my life and what I will. Would be it would have been different if she didn't have um, the circumstances that she was always trying to manage. Do you want to do this next oh one? God. This about to take forever. No. Okay, no. we're gonna skip this one because we know each other's. But life story. I'll read it because so this is a good one for you guys yeah. to think about. Take four minutes and tell your life story in as much detail as possible. If y'all don't know our life story, then you ain't been following around the way, girls. All right. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? Mm. I don't know. You think of, you'd answer first. <laughs> I asked the question. That's not how it works. I don't know. I don't know. Uh... I, I think ha- my. I, really, I don't know. I think mine would you know be how to use t- Excel. <laughs> Girl, that's all on YouTube. I, mm-mm. I think mine would be to take more risks. 
to like have the audacity mm. to to be more of a risk taker. Mm. Interesting, internet. Interesting. Hmm. Leave me alone. Mm. I like that. You don't know Girl, me. Stick with me. Stick with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got all the risk I need right here. <laughs> If a crystal ball could tell Girl, you, Girl, you didn't about, answer. I don't have the answer. I don't know. I told you, Excel. I would know how to fucking... I would know how Of all to, the things in the world, Excel is it. Well, I think we're... What you're good at is what I'm not good at. So I guess that, like, even with all of this that's going on, like, it's really difficult for me to plan out schedule... Time slots, Excel, all of that stuff. I don't know what that's called. Like, it's not, I don't think I'm a disorganized person, but it's a way of my, I don't know. I don't know. I wish I could just be more like. To like put SOPs in place, like standard operating procedures, like putting SOPs in place. Yeah, standard operating procedures. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) That's not my uh, forte. Okay. Go ahead. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Oh, my God. What? These are crazy. What would I want to know? Is there an afterlife? Mm. Because you would be like, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one, Antoinette. That's would be what I want to know. What about you? You gonna be like, what is the lottery numbers for? <laughs> the crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else. What would you want to know? How? Yeah, like how to like. Fuck. How do I do life? Um, Huh? How do I be like? How do I do life? <laughs> exactly. How do I do it? Like, how do I do this shit? And does it matter? Like, does this? Shit that's that's your matter? fucking favorite question. Does it matter? <laughs> what does this all matter? Really? What does <laughs> this all mean? And what the does most it matter? Frustrating question to me. What does any of this matter? All right, that's fair. Um, is there something you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? Um, quitting my job, dropping everything and going to live on a farm somewhere. You have talked about that a lot. (laughs) That's what I, (laughs) when you just one day find me gone, everybody's (laughs) going to know I'm, I'm off the grid. I don't know where I am. Um, Is there one thing that you dreamed of doing for a while? I think mine is similar. I think it's just leaving New York. Oh, <gasps> you and bitch. What? Oh Every time I say you should leave your note, you're like, well, how? How, Sway? <laughs> Why? How is that possible? You're stressing me out. <laughs> you do. Where am stre- I going to go? No, you don't say leave New York. You say come back to Philly. And I'm like, what? Where the fuck else is there to go? It's New York and Philly. That's it. <laughs> no, that's not that's it. That's it. 
I is want... New York or Philly or to the mountains or to no. the farm? We're gonna I go really to, I'm take you to the farm with me. Want to experience down south, but and I really want to experience living on the continent. I really do. I really, really. Are you do. trying to go back to Africa? Get your real milk done. You trying to get that real dark chocolate? <laughs> yeah. You trying no. to get that? But I'm saying, like, yeah. But I think the thing that holds me back is my mom. I can't leave yeah. this lady. I think it's. A, it, I think there's a sim, There is a simplicity that I really yearn for. It's like a simplicity yeah. that if I just know. Get up barefoot. Walk out in your garden. Get your fruit. Go and maybe sell some I'm fruit on the corner. Like Come home. Who? Yeah, from. I think her name is Janie from Their Eyes Were Watching God. Just like overalls, um, get my tea cake. Yeah. Um. What? What's the, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Jesus. So far? Being able to stand on my own two feet. Yes, and thrive with it. Save money, get that credit score high as fuck. So when you're ready to go, my credit score can, is high. You can get that. You can bag some money, get some money. That's great. Um, I guess it would be psh, doing this single motherhood thing mm. and being where I am now with with sweet baby Jojo. Yeah. What do okay. you value most in friendship? Laughter and a sense of intimacy and vulnerability, which is not easy for me. So people that I can feel like that with, is I value that very much. Somebody that makes me laugh. Like, I don't really fuck with people that... I don't have many friends that don't make me laugh. That are duds. Yeah, uh, I don't. Do you have friends that you don't laugh with? I mean, I have levels of laughter with friends, but... Like, I don't have any... No, I laugh at my friends. Um, oh. Did you hear that? I'm so yeah, embarrassed. Yeah, up. <laughs> that belt. You need to edit that out. Um, what I value most in friendship, I would say thoughtfulness and loyalty. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Definitely. Yes, you can you laugh do. or whatever, but I've laughed with a with a lot of clowns who weren't loyal and weren't real friends. So um, I think that loyalty and thoughtfulness means a lot to me. Your turn. What is your most treasured memory? Oh, my most, I don't have one, but, um, I think Getting up at my apartment at A130 on Ridge Avenue, Green Country Court, and my family was together. And just the the going outside to play and having all the kids in the neighborhood or in that apartment complex play and like just how fearless and carefree I was then. And just, it was just all about ripping and running and having fun. And the stakes were so high, but like they weren't at all. And just 
the ease of like coming in with my family, kind of taking them for granted that they were there. <laughs> and it was, we lived super simply, but it was, it was great. Like those are such How great are memories. Um, I think we probably moved when I was like 10 or 11. So from the time I, I can remember to then like my childhood apartment. And I can still remember, I remember everything about that. I remember the brown couches. I remember the smell of the cigarettes in the living room and the ashtrays. I remember the puzzle on the fucked up coffee table. I remember the benches outside that we used to stand on top of and walk like a tightrope. I remember the tree we used to climb. What what mm. part of the fence we used as base one for baseball. The part of the building we weren't allowed to go down to. The bike that I had when we would and we would ride the bikes down the stairs. It was I just remember all of it. And I remember having so much fun. So every day. much fun. Yeah, it I was know. so much fucking fun. Yeah, it's similar to me, like playing outside. I have one memory. Um I probably said this before, but it's like the best time ever is having summers in Maine and being on a lake with my three cousins. We were all like a year apart or months apart. It was three of us. And being on an inner tube and like floating on the the lake and the three of us trying to get on at the same time. But because of balance and squirming, it just couldn't happen. And cra- like cracking up to the point that I thought I might mm-hmm. die because <laughs> I was laughing and I was going underwater and I was like about to die. And then another time was in Maine catching frogs and it raining and also like going outside with my sister in Philly and the smell of the city before thunderstorms came. Remember that smell? Yes. And like smelling that and then it just raining and being outside with my sister and just being soaked. That's oh. so much fun. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh. Um, now, what is your most terrible memory? Oh. Uh, The day, the the night that I I went to my parents and told them that I was being molested. Mm. Just how sad they were. That and the night Mm -hmm. they said they were divorcing, but the first one is probably worse. Shout out to that radical honesty, though, at a young age. People don't normally, not many people do that. They hold on to it for even longer than you did. Yeah. Um, I think my most recent terrible memory that I can remember is being pregnant and being really upset and confused and like feeling like hopeless. I think that was the most recent time where I just felt hopeless and being raging like I anger I've never had before. Mm. Um and being with a big ass belly. That was terrible. 
Yeah, you said like you kicked the door off the. Yeah, I kicked my mom's door. Like I would rage. Wow. I was so mad. I have never seen you like that ever in my life. Mm-hmm. Poor little JoJo. Aww. She was in there like this bitch wilding. <laughs> she was in there scared. Oh, Joe. Like, I am scared to come out. They are not well. Is not okay. <laughs> they are not well. Is this Walmart? I was like, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> um, if you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are living, are now living, and why? I mean, I you know, I think in this, especially with this whole corona thing, it's becoming more and more apparent to me how uncertain everything is. And I think, no, I wouldn't change anything. I think I'm doing the best that I can now to, like, grow and alter and be compassionate with myself and others. Like, I don't know how I could do any better than I'm doing now. I, I'm trying the hardest I can now. So, no. I would absolutely change how I was living. I would be far less inhibited. I Girl, we got to take you to the sex club. We about to get <laughs> loose. I would, <laughs> if I had a year, I would quit my job. I would put money aside to bury me for my family. And then I would take the rest and I would travel and I would do whatever the fuck I wanted. And I would be out here meeting people having all kinds of experiences and just just going where life took me. You got to do that, Anthony. Just take a bag and fucking go. You need to do that. You need to take yourself a year and you need to do that. Your mom will be okay. You're going to be, she will be okay. She'll be happy for well, you. Well, no, I mean like being reckless, like just like going with anybody. It's <laughs> feeling like, bye. Oh, you. Oh, well, that's dangerous. Yeah. I only got a year left. Go ahead. Uh, where are we? I highlighted it. <laughs> well, didn't we just answer this? No. What does friendship mean to you? Friendship to me is the equivalent of love. It means all the ways in which all the different meanings of love, I think, are encompassed in friendship. I think that it it looks like love. I don't know how else to describe it, because friendship looks like a choice. It, we not we weren't born into this, so it's it's love. It's like you're choosing to care for this person, to have this person's back, to to be that person for them and for them to be that one of those people for you. And so that's, that's how I view it. Yeah. Similar. It's like support and, um, care and loyalty and, um, freedom and honesty and consistency yeah. What roles do love and affection play in your life? Um, I am actually looking for 
it to, I mean, love and affection. And I, in all my relationships, I think that people, I don't, I don't lack in any of that. I think my, um, me being more generous in my sharing of that, of myself in that way and like opening up is something that I'm working on consistently more like more so than ever. Um, but affection's really important to me. I'm coming to realize and (laughs) (laughs) and think about a private conversation, like being able to, ask for it and being able to give it without fear of rejection and um yeah yes that's it um the role that it plays I have a lot a lot a lot of love in my life I have less affection than what I would like um for some reason, I attract a lot of people who are not that affectionate. <laughs> and I really think about it, like the people that I'm closest to are just not that affectionate when I'm thinking of like my very close friends. Um, but is Jade I, affectionate? Not at all. Jay is like, girl, why are you hugging me? And this is weird. She don't hug me. She be like, <laughs> but, all right, nigga, I'm out. And that's it. <laughs> she leaves. <laughs> Who's your and most Angie's not friend? affectionate either. Who's your most affectionate friend? Probably Amanda? you. Really? Yeah, you're not affectionate. What? That's why you're I'm like more affectionate what? Than Amanda? Amanda's not that affectionate. I don't see her as often. I thought she anymore. likes to cuddle with you. And yeah, she cuddles in with high you all school. The time in high school. Yeah, not now. I am so proud of myself. I'm going to be even more affectionate. I'm working <laughs> on it. Watch out. We're gonna um, be in a relationship, but I I'm like OD affectionate, so I already know that that's how I am. Um, so yeah, but love um, and affection plays a huge, still plays a huge role in my life because I that's how I express love. Is that I'm very affectionate. I'm very like hands on. I think you're next. How close and warm was your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people? Yes. Damn, this is good for yes strangers. Definitely good for This is a great question for strangers. Yes, I, my family was very warm. My mom was nuts, and she had the she she had she had anger, ang, bouts of anger, but she was so affectionate and so loving. And so was my dad. And he had bouts of anger too. But I had a very happy home. I was I was loved. I knew I was loved. So you? Yes. Um, how close and warm was your family? Wow. If I really think about it, we were very close, but it wasn't warm. My parents were not affectionate with each other. Um to the point that I was like, this is weird. If I saw them like holding hands mm. and I felt that they weren't supposed to be together. So that was like, this explains my problems. Oh my God. That makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> 
But my mom and my dad were very affectionate with me. My dad was very affectionate, always hugging, always giving nicknames. My mom was too. Um, yeah, so I do feel like my childhood, although there were traumatic moments, I think that I had a very... I had a childhood that was perfect for my personality. I had a lot of space and freedom, and I think if I had more restrictive parents, I probably would have been a totally different, more angry person. Mm. Um, but no, yeah, I, th- I think it was happier. And maybe maybe than other people's. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? This is a question. Oh, I feel great about it. I think that we've, from where we started to where we are now, I'm very proud of that work that we've done and where we're at and the commitment that we had to one another. Cause again, I didn't speak to my mom for like a year. So I speak to her too much now, <laughs> like four or five times a goddamn week, but she is my boo. That's my, it's my, she's my friend now. She's my friend. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't wait for Joya to say that about me. Um, <laughs> if she does, like, no, mom, you know, I joke about my mom. My mom is a character, <laughs> but she is the most competent, amazing, intelligent, curious person that, and funny person that I've, you know, she, I love her to death. She's my, she's my partner in, in life right now, really. Um, mm. She helps me. Hopefully we help each other. I can't wait so I can be more helpful to her. But yeah, that's the homie. Well, just stop stashing your kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. Hello? <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I th- I think I I wish I had someone with whom I could share my resources with. Hmm. I think that I am working on I think I have a lot of people in my life that I can share my feelings with and like my inner world with. They're all there open and available and really great people and solid people that would know what to do with all my stuff that I have. But I think I'm excited and I'm yearning to like be a hotep and build with somebody and be like, this is what I have. What do you have? What's your plan? What are we about to do? All right, let's let's go. Uh, I think I would say I wish I had someone with whom I could share my love with. But you have people you could share your love with. Yeah, but I mean like my... You're talking about that vagina. No. (laughs) Why are you this way? No, but I mean like my the amount of love that I have. Like my capacity to love is very high. And I have a lot of it. And my... Well, I I absolutely love my friendships. Absolutely love my family. Um, There's a... Romantically. There's Right. There's a side of my love that I don't and and can't give them 
and can't offer and share with someone, not give it, but share it. Oh, here's a good one for you. What if, what, if anything is too serious to be joked about? (laughs) Death of a child, death of a close person. Wow. I'm surprised you have anything. It depends. Right. It depends on how the the punchline rolls up, right? Yeah, like and how far how far away <laughs> like how long ago did this kid die, you know? Right. Yeah, it all depends. <laughs> so basically nothing is off limits to you. Nothing. <laughs> all right, you do nothing. 28. Do you have that? Do you have something that you wouldn't like? I would like you know what? I thought I that it would be very, like yeah. molestation and things like that, but Dave Chappelle has proved me wrong cuz the shit was hilarious. I it's know. Like, so <laughs> I thought that it would be that, but no. It wasn't. It definitely, I was definitely cracking up. So, your house containing everything. Why you would you own skip the fire. one that is highlighted? Oh wait, if you die this evening without the opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? Damn, why haven't you told them yet? The fuck. Wow. Yo, I would most regret not telling somebody that I love them. And I haven't told them yet. Who's that person? <laughs> Mind your business. I haven't told them yet because who? It would just. It's just. It's like a lost cause, and I know it, and they know it. So we both. We both know that we. So... I'm serious. <laughs> we both know that we love each other, but it's just a lost cause. It's like this is never gonna happen. You are such a Libra. How oh is that a Libra thing? It's true. Like it just. You just. You just. So. Um. My dad, I think. Mm, what would you say with them? I think I have a, I don't know. There's just a lot of conversations with my dad that I need to have. Mm. That um, I haven't figured out. Again, it goes back to what do I want? Like, what do I want to say to him? But I would be devastated if my dad were to die. And I haven't had these conversations with him devastated like girl you better have no good i know i need to talk to him dad daddy (laughs) all right final three go ahead your house contain this is so morbid your house containing everything you own catches fire after saving your loved ones and your pets you have time to make one final dash to save one item what would it be why The, the practical card. person in me just thought about my phone charger. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh my god! But no, let me think. <laughs> let me think. I mean, if I save my loved ones and blue, my keys. Like I don't. I don't need anything else. It wouldn't be. It would be. What you need? The I know keys the house for? is burned down. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I have, you know what else? I have I'm my social security. See, cards, I have my social security card, my birth certificate, and a fireproof safe, along with like cards and letters that mean a lot to me from different people and pictures in that same safe. So, like, I should tell my mom to do that. Actually, she has the most epic photos. Okay, yeah, I, I well, I don't have those, so I would get social security, birth certificates, and practical. I love us. 
they wanted us to say like this letter photos. from my boyfriend in the fourth grade. Yeah, photos. Yeah. I probably get photos and artwork. They said Food. one thing. <laughs> you pack it up. You didn't die in the fire, child. Pack it up the house. <laughs> um, uh, my social security and yeah, it takes forever to get them things back, Josh. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing and why? Ugh. My dad's. Mm. Why? Because you have so much left to say. Yeah, I just feel like he's such a interesting human being, and. There's just so much that I I think there's a level of our relationship that I want to go deeper in and you know I'd be really sad if like my mom you know we done said and did everything like I would be at peace but my dad I would feel like there's a, <clears throat> a lot of un un I don't know what's it called untouched you know I don't know the word my language um what about you my sister. I think my um my parent I always grew up like you expect your parents to go right before you like you kind of know like all right everybody doesn't live forever. Oh Jojo then. I'm sorry. I just feel like Jojo wouldn't even be possible. Right, I'm like Jojo's jo- not even I couldn't even yeah. fathom that. That would I sh- No, don't even say that. That's not no possible. Good. That's not even a, I'm not even going there. But I think nah. my sister would be like I just never forget my grandma when my grandmother's sister died, Aunt Phyllis, and how sad my grandma was and how, like, my grandma had, she was older, so she had been to mad funerals, everybody dying around her, her husband had passed away, but I just remember her being like, I miss my sister so much and being so sad, like her girlfriend. So for me, it would be my sister. Unless I popped out a kid, then I'd be like, uh, it's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right last one that's not really a question share a personal problem and ask oh this is great for fucking strangers share a personal problem and ask for advice on how the person you're with would handle it also ask the person you're with to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen um i would say Where should I go? My, I guess my personal problem is not knowing what my next move is. Where should I go next? And figuring that out. And where are you going to live? Just what or the just next like, move what is. Do? What do I do next? What's next for me? And should I even be thinking about what's next? Or should I just be living and seeing what opportunities present themselves? Or should I be going after opportunities? What should I be doing? What's going to reveal itself to me? How does life work? I feel as though you feel like um, you have... I'm already not listening to this advice. (laughs) (laughs) You are logistically trying to figure out something that you're conflicted because it feels like a logistical conflict with something that should be feeling-based and like... Something that is almost like you should know where you should go next and trying to figure out how to f- do that in in your life and the way it is now. And I would say that because I do know you, 
I think that you should practice and try to start making it a practice of being a little less in your head and then more in your heart. So maybe you don't have to know the why and the how and the when of where you're going to go next, but like pick a place. It's similar to what you've been doing now. You've been going traveling and going to Bali and going to Ghana and just keep that practice um, up. And I feel like the logistics part is really easy for you. And that will automatically, you know, fall into place. And that's not something you should, you shouldn't be leading with that. That should be after you kind of do the hard work of, you know, this leaping thing and not lead with like, well, where, where am I going to go? Da, 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 da. I think that will be. Is that how I sound to you? More easily. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and just make it a practice and maybe not have this idea that, um, you know, it has to be like a permanent thing. The next move is like this permanent thing. Maybe you just keep traveling and keep practicing being whimsical and then it, it'll reveal itself or I don't know. You find your milk dud nigga. <laughs> so that will help you. Um, I've already told you all my personal problems, so and you gave me really good advice. No, so. this is Shanti being vulnerable on the podcast, everybody. <laughs> Here she go. And there it is. If you don't ask me a fucking question on here, put it into practice. What's wrong with you? Um, I won't do that one because we already talked about that one. Um, I guess I've been feeling really... I guess I have the opposite problem. I really feel strongly about like taking JoJo from school because it's expensive for me. And then I'm still having to pay for her to go to school right now, even though she's not in school. And again, it just feels frustrating because she doesn't, it feels like a battle to get her to do these um, assignments. And it, I feel conflicted because I don't think that that's how she should be learning. And I think she loves school because she was with her little raggedy friend and then, you know, she would write or do whatever on the side. So I really want to like engage her in learning. And like doing things differently. And also I don't want to have to pay for something that I can't really afford right now. But I don't know how to organize my schedule and like diving into something as broad as teaching your, picking up a curriculum and creating a curriculum for your kid feels impossible to me. And so... I mean... I don't know how to manage it. A couple of things. This, like, you don't know how to organize yourself is, I just think, malarkey. Because I've seen you do it, and you just put a whole business together. You also have a resource, and Amanda, who is a teacher, that could help you put together. (laughs) True. Excuse me? Talk about, and then you talk about community and caring. Build it. <laughs> I just Build don't understand. It's like you care. have all these teachers, not just Amanda, but you have other people who are teachers as well, who I think could support yeah. you in that. But I also think that yeah. you, you, because sometimes you don't know, I think a lot of stuff comes, comes natural to you. Believe it or not, you might fight me on this, but I think a lot of stuff comes natural to you. And when you are presented with something that doesn't, 
you are like, I don't know how to do that. But the but right. And the world <laughs> is at your fingertips with this thing called Google that I keep trying to tell you about. Where like you could literally Google and YouTube whatever you need to know. If you want to learn know. Excel, you could get on here and learn Excel. If you want to, but that's the problem. I don't know how to manage my day. No, to do I don't that. think. Like, I think I that you do. Help me I think you do know how to manage your day to do it. I think that you lack the discipline to sit down and do it right now because it's something that makes you uncomfortable. If it's something that you like to do, your mom makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> internet. If it's something that you like to do, then you do it. I've seen you put together photo shoots. I've seen you get a whole store together in less than six months without the startup money. I've seen you do things that are far harder than learning Excel. It's <laughs> like I've seen you piece yourself together after uh, your family did not, your household did not work out and you with a kid figured it out on your own. I've seen you do f- much harder things. So I think that you have to stop using that language, one, that you don't know how to organize because it's just not true. It's just not true. And it's at this point an excuse and a crutch. You do know how to organize. You're highly organized if you, when you want to be. And I think that for you, you keep talking about sitting in the discomfort. This is part of the discomfort you need to sit into. Into the things that you... Your mom sits on discomfort. (laughs) (laughs) This date is over. (laughs) I'm fucking out. (laughs) You are not open to to change and to getting better. She said your mom sits on discomfort. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're capable of all this shit. So cut it out. Just cut it out. And And if JoJo is fighting you on learning, that's what kids do. You're not as fun as her friends right now. She going to have to fight and kick and scream, but she going to sit down and, and do her numbers. She not going to like everything. Do your body, God. You're going to do your She's numbers She's not going to like everything. She's a numbers. fucking kid. Sit down and do your fucking numbers because you're going to like it later when you count these racks. Oh, That's what you need to say. You want to be able to count your money? Because I will scam her <laughs> and you behind that damn counter <laughs> in Sable next time I go. I'd be like, girl, what'd you say? 70 minus 62. What? I'm like, here's a 50. Can I get three 20s and two 10s back? Thank you. <laughs> and get it and walk right the fuck out. <laughs> I play with y'all. All right. Well, are we in love? No. <laughs> Do you, would you want to date me? Would I date you? I wonder if you would want to date me. No, That's very probably not. If I was a milk dud. I don't think I would want to date you. If I was like a milk dud. No, it's not about looks. It's about just like being vulnerable. What? You have dated no vulnerable people. That's not true. <laughs> They've been vulnerable, the but then they just vulnerable. had these demons. That was the most vulnerable. No, he was not. He was such a secretive, crazy freak. Never even knew where he lived. This is sign. Oh, he's so crazy. Yeah, he's fucking nuts. So you just love him. And I'm like, no. Just because he texts me every year, twice a year, doesn't be shit. He's insane. Who was the most vulnerable person you dated? Give me the letter. Ah. Oh, that's not a letter. <laughs> but I was like a kid. Ah is I would not consider... All right, we're not going to go into that. Being able to say you're... All right, I don't know. Okay. I dare. He's Aries. That's impossible. <laughs> That's so fucked up. 
only found shout out to Ak. You know who you are. You, you I mean, but you. I attract people who aren't that vulnerable. I get it. I don't know what it is. That I think people see that in me and they're like, Oh, that's nice. She's open. That's cute. Doesn't mean they're gonna let me go rip her <laughs> Get over here. Finish her. That's so sad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this was helpful for us. Was it helpful for you? Was this fun? What? I don't know if this was fun. Maybe last week was more fun. <laughs> this is end. This is the end of our No, career. you want to know what I really... We're never going to be Keanu Reeves famous. <laughs> you want to know what I really want to do? I really want to watch Waiting to Exhale with you and report back on it. We could do Waiting to Exhale, the movie yeah, and the soundtrack next week. My godmom just oh, watched man. it. She just wrote me and said, it was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> she lying? No, she's not. Because she told me specifically about one part that upset her. She was like, Bernie's yeah. meeting Sydney at the hotel. I was like, oh, shit. I forgot about Bernie. that. <laughs> Hearts are often broken when their words unspoken. Answers to your prayers. <laughs> oh, that's what we sh- that's what we gotta end it's in such it. Such a fuck. Keep going. <laughs> I don't remember it. To go a familiar face. It's all you can look inside your hole, and you're halfway there. Sometimes you. But that's not the song. The, the song that we gotta sing is "Count on Me Through Thick oh, yeah. and Thin." So you don't know oh, this album. You don't know this. Our friendship that'll never end when you are weak. I will be strong, helping you to carry on. Count on me, I will be there. That's at the end. They go, count on, count on, count on, count on, count on me. Yo, that album. I can't thank you. Can you do the count album. ones again? I Can you I, please do it one more time? You want to sing it? No, with me? I just want to hear you sing it. I can't do it justice she like said, you. Count on, count on, count on, count on, count on, count on me. Oh, yes, you can. Sure, you can. Wasn't Shoop on there, too? <laughs> yes. Shoop, shoop. Listen, that's why t- just Babyface wrote that whole album. He's a, he, he knows women. He got this song. You ever... She just singing gibberish the whole song. Do you know this? Wait, what? what? She's like, forget it, okay? <laughs> yes. We don't bow. We don't yeah. bow. We do we die, 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 I feel like I just peed a little bit. Stop. That's my song. I was like seven, like, yo, this is fire. <laughs> no, I can't stand you. I was. All right, well. It's like this album is well, That's going to be it. We'll, we'll organize when we, when we can watch it together. We don't really need to watch it together, but whatever. Just watch it. Somebody was like, I can't wait to hear what Shanti says, the way she trashed Queen and Slim. You better not. Tra- if you go- <laughs> if you trash Waiting to Exhale, I would really... Not want to do this podcast. Like the acting is unbelievable. I mean, this is just unbelievable. No, the acting like, was amazing. It's Angela Bassett, Loretta Divine. 
Rashid says that Angela Bassett can't act. Oh, I gotta go. I might have put those words in his mouth. He might have to <laughs> don't say, say that. Like that. I actually don't know. <laughs> I have to go ask him. <laughs> All right. Well, this was the episode. I don't feel any more in love with you than I was before. So, girl, there's no. It can't go. We can go deeper, girl. I mean, there's so many ways. I'm gonna send you a. You care wish package, you could go deeper. That's your love language. Oh. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say I could go as deep as possible with you because your vagina is you so deep big. As you can't go. You're a little shallow. No. <laughs> I should call my vagina unused. <laughs> That's so. <funny. sighs> oh, I cannot stand you. Oh my god. Oh. Internet, I'm gonna send you a care package. I don't want a care package from you. We're gonna be better. No, JoJo's working on it. We're gonna, it's part of our homeschooling. We're gonna make snickerdoodles. JoJo's gonna come out of here. (laughs) No, nothing. nothing. Please ask Amanda for help. Please ask anybody for help. Rod, (laughs) ask Katina, ask Sarah, ask Beth, ask people who've done it. Just Sarah ain't never home. She's a teacher though. Oh, Sarah. That's Sarah. Yeah, her child. Yo, funny. I gotta go. I'm oh, so done with you. Sarah ain't never. Oh, that's Sarah. Masterman. Yeah, that's Sarah. And <sighs> shout out to Sarah. Beautiful that fight Sarah. with JoJo. You had to fight with her. She listen. We do fight. That's why I hate my. And you gotta stop fighting with her like she's your equal. Your voice get all high. You can tell that child one time and one time only. Ain't, this is not a, no damn conversation. What kind of. I told you oh, to do something. Go do it. How many times I need to tell you? I think you're repeating these fear-based um, things. That's you not fear-based to me. That's not no fear-based is being like if you take too many Flintstones vitamins, you're gonna end up a crackhead. Your whole life's gonna be ruined. <laughs> That's fear-based. That's what. And if you don't go to college, you'll never end up being anything in the world. That's fear-based. But this is a this is a uh-uh. This is not a democracy in the house. No. Not when it comes to homework. Sit down. Sit your dumb ass down. <laughs> Sit your dumb ass. Sit your hollow headed <laughs> ass down. You don't know a goddamn thing. But mom, mom, is she gonna keep fighting you? Oh God! And but she she goes in when you're there too because she really wants to test. She wants to test. She's like, is she going to attack me if Angela's here? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'd be like, Jolie, can I talk to you for a second? Like. Yeah, it's an like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, don't talk to your mother like that. I get so upset. Uh-uh, uh, uh, Jolie, did you hear her? She told you one time. <laughs> Jolie, Jolie be mad as shit. Like, what? Like, bitch, get out of my house. You want fucking mom. <laughs> you know, I don't even know you like that. Shit. <laughs> I do too. Like, how many times did your mom have to tell you? She's like, girl, shut up. Jolie thinks you're Beyonce. Just For so real? you know. Yeah, she'd be like, yeah. I mean, like, Antoinette's like, Auntie sounds like a Beyonce. That like, is the nicest thing. You're not. <laughs> she does not say that. She's like, you're, you're not so much. And I was like, because she, she put on makeup. She's like, yeah. <laughs> like, you're just not like, you don't do that kind of stuff. Jolie's into it. Like, She's I don't fucking into know how, okay? <laughs> and I ain't going to YouTube it. The last time I YouTube was hair. Stuff I ain't doing it. Yo, she, JoJo's into it. I need to send her a care package of like little stuff to plan. Only if she does her goddamn homework. Anyway, 
This episode's too long. You know what we need to talk about? Like how to teach beauty. I don't, I I falter, not falter, but I'm always like. How to Joe. teach beauty. No, that's just something let yeah, her na- she's naturally like, develop like, What's it. her perception of beauty? You know, because now she's already, because she's, she's, she's hairy. She is. She's a little hairy little thing. And she's like ready to Mm-mm. shave. And like, I'm like, Damn, Let me talk Joe. to her about that. Because as soon as she shaves, she's going to have to keep shaving her whole life. It'll be a disaster. That's not a good enough excuse. She's like, I don't give a fuck. I no, will. you won't. And I'm going to tell her how expensive it is. <clears throat> she doesn't care. She don't know nothing about money. I told her, like, let your body. Anyway, let's save this for another day. We got to keep our content um, together because we only have so much. We can't be exposing <laughs> We ain't doing too. shit, so content's getting slipped. <laughs> what we got? Girl? All right, wait to exhale next week. Make sure you watch it. <clears throat> okay. And pick a book everybody should well we're we're book. gonna talk and pick up and put it up and ask people what book they want i'm voting fly girl omar tyree philly represent so whatever sojourner truth with your dumb ass <laughs> <laughs> that shit she said he was with, he was with midnight was with sojourner truth yo <laughs> That's the fucking quote for this week. Yeah, because Winter was over there being fast as shit. Midnight was over there with Sojourner Truth. <laughs> I know why you said it, because you saw the cover and the soldier threw you off. Sister soldier. That alliteration. Is that alliteration? All right. I don't know. Onomatopoeia. All right. All right. Uh, and with that, <clears throat> wait, we ain't even asked nobody to rate, call, nothing. Can y'all call us? Please. Can y'all please <laughs> call us? <laughs> Can you please talk to us? Can you please comment? Can you please tell us that we're still doing okay? <laughs> we're, we're doing fine. Wait to exhale will be good. Waiting to exhale. Uh, sometimes you All right, laugh. With that, sometimes you cry. I'm out.